0: I've eaten them in the rabbit. We catch them rabbits at home. Mama pan fry them pines, and I tell you what, they were good. At. Yeah. What would she do? Would she just batter the rabbits, or? Yeah. You know, the back, that's on the back. There ain't no meat hardly on the other back in leg, front legs. The like back like a chicken breast, you know, there's a lot of meat. Yeah. Now, did you hunt?
1: Indeed they was like a chicken breast. I know I've eaten a few good rabbits cooked here at the old Wilson plantation. This is Camp, Tire, Camp Fire Campfire Talks. I messed that one up already. We've uh, we've got a special guest in the house with us tonight for a short little session here. Jason Whited, a real good friend of ours, has joined us for a short session for us to go over a few things that kinda mean some sentimental emotional attachment to all our hearts. We sure are glad to be with you tonight. Cody, Nick, Red, Alex, everybody's here and live and Nick. I'm kinda excited after listening to that little excerpt to begin the show.
2: Yes, sir. Love some good fried rabbit.
1: Well, I don't know as much about the good fried rabbit as fact that old timer just talking about it. Man. Love listening to old timers talk about it. They are uh, they are keen on telling about them old tales. They it. back then it was growing up eating rabbit. It wasn't just eating it for fun or, or you know, just to be uh, going to town and telling somebody you'd eat rabbit, they they lived on that. That's right. Possum, squirrels, and everything else. I know we've, we've had a, quite a few good suppers, some squirrel suppers over at Dad's and eat some rabbits, and I've always enjoyed eating stuff like that. So what you got for us tonight, old buddy, on the campfire talk?
2: Well, we'll start off with some good camping memories. Yeah,
1: yeah, we can kick it off of that. Cody, what, what would be
0: one of those old camper memories that stick out in your mind? Well, I don't have one particular, but my, the most camping memories I have, as you know, since I was, I think, probably about 10 years old, every Thanksgiving, me, and my dad, and uh, some friends of ours, Alex has been up there several times with us, we go up to the National Forest and we tent camp. And we we've done that since... Up until this past couple of years, just because my dad's getting a little older and cold weather's a little harder uh, to get out of a tent in the morning, and but we'd go up there and like you talked about before, Alex being young, and we'd hunt. But I was so I always wanted to go back to camp so bad because dad's buddies and all them were there. So I'd hunt till nine o'clock if I could stand it, and I'd start easing back to camp just because. I just wanted to go shoot the bull with whoever was there, you know. Mike Ritchie was always there. His son Travis, um, Brady Hill, my friend, uh, growing up, his dad Anthony Hill would go with us, and there was just all there was a ple- you know a plethora of us. Um, my brother in law Chad would go with us, and we just had a great time. We'd have a camp set up there with tents all around, and then we'd make we'd have a big cook tent that we'd set up. And just going up there, we never killed any giant deer. Never killed many deer at all, actually. Um, but it was more about the camp itself. Eating. Um, Alex came up there one time. We cooked a big roast in the ground. Um, watched that thing all day. Um, we cooked in the fire silver turtles. We'll get that recipe out one day. Um, just going up there and hanging out, splitting firewood, shooting a bull. um, that those were the best memories growing up and uh, my son started going with us like i said until a couple of years ago um everybody got busy in the cold weather my dad said you know it's just a little harder now um so we've we've kind of put it off but we're hoping to start some kind of tradition back up now
1: yeah that um, was a good time up there camping When you guys. it really was yeah really enjoyed that and there's people that were involved in those camps that, that ain't with us no more mm-hmm. and that's a uh, it's always fun to think back on those times, especially around the campfire with them. So,
2: Nick, how about you, man? What, what's one of your fondest camping memories? There's, there's a lot of them. Um, probably, I mean, we, we camped at um, Dawson Forest a lot. We camped at Oconee National Forest in Putnam County. But there was one time me and uh Blaine and Moose, Justin Mossinger, and Derek Gardenia we loaded up man we went down to Oconee National Forest you know this story is that why you're smiling <laughs> man we get down there we're young and and uh I, I wish everybody was sitting here with huh <laughs> Alex is laughing <laughs> I'm over this going. we get down there man and <laughs> I don't even think we got camp set up it was it was a fun trip I mean I enjoyed those times but it was a it was fun we we enjoyed that we talk about that all the time and we get down there we go more and get out of the truck and start walking in the woods i don't even think we get 50 yards off the road man and Derek's sawing down on a deer and i don't even know if he hit it some <laughs> guys are up the holler screaming and <laughs> they got orange vests waving and we get back to camp and we 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 finally set up our tents and i think we'd stayed there a couple of days and <laughs> poor poor Derek. He everything you had poor derrick Poor Derek, man, he, he he throwed out spreads every night for us and cooked good, man. But was that last night, Blaine had that V10 with straight pops on it. He, he got cold, and I was sick that night. I'd, I'd eat something that didn't sit well with me. But, man, he was in that truck, and me we were laying in that tent, and Derek was out there, and he'd... he was revving that motor on it. We couldn't sleep, man. It was it was funny. He'd got cold in there, and, um, but we'd had a good time. Uh, down the there. whole campground, yeah, hurt. the whole, the whole. I mean, there was other people sitting there. It was like at a late campground there. So, um, and then, like I said, I, I think I touched on this before. We went to Fishing Creek one time, and it was that was a cold one. That was a good one. Um, Putnam County was probably though my most memories as of growing up, like we talked about before, just as a kid being there and and you know loading up, being out of school, loading up firewood. You knew you were gonna have so much fun and um, get down there and you know you was gonna unload the foil and get everything and you're gonna cook that night and I don't remember. My dad always smoked a, a deer ham. That was kind of a tradition. Every Saturday night for us, you know, we'd we try to smoke a deer ham or smoke something on a smoker. And uh, but those are those are some of my fondest memories. I, I love to go back and start doing I don't camp. I don't even hardly camp anymore, to be honest with you. But I, I miss that
1: <laughs> yeah and those were always fun times as we spent you know going to going to camps with each other and, the, and it seemed like the most the more miserable you were the more fun you had or, or i you, guess it's more fun now that you look back yeah, out it, you. it made more of a memory yes, the more yes. miserable you were i mean yeah. i've spent some miserable cold nights and of course my fondest memories of camping have to go back to uh back to big 10 i mean that was that's where i grew up hunting at and i mean i spent so many fun times down there with you guys riding full waters and camping and everything else but we had a lot of fun down there as, as i was growing up and i can remember back when i was real little we'd get down there and, and dad would you know pile us in there and that that cabin and anybody that don't know about the cabin down there it was kind of more like old clapboard shack that was nailed together that some fellers may or may or not have been having a few drinks in this building that they wasn't nothing square and there's nails hanging out everywhere and I can literally remember laying on a futon bed in there and some apples rolling around in the floor and they was rats in there running across the floor that had tails that was coming across the bottom and be go <laughs> up and down it sounded like a piano getting run on up and down them uh, sprockets on that futon bed and I can remember them slapping against the wall and fighting and everything else and there was some biggins in there, but that was it was always fun to get around camp and camp like that, and those, those were the fondest memories that I had because Uncle Wyvern and I would go down there after I'd get out of school on Friday night, and we'd go down, and we'd camp Friday night, and I'd go hunting that morning. He'd go home and check on the chickens, and then he'd always say, Bobber, you want to you camp again tonight? And I was, oh, yeah, I'll camp. And I will never forget one time I was going to – we was going to camp Thanksgiving week, and, and this was probably the – I don't know the moment I realized that camp ain't the same when you buy yourself and Uncle Weaver said I believe I'm gonna go home tonight and I said well I'm gonna camp I'm camping by myself staying here staying here and uh well it got dark and I'd built me a fire and had me a little something to eat and fire died down I said well I'll ease in here and go to bed and I climbed in there in the bed and that's about nine thirty, ten o'clock I guess and Oh, about ten fifteen, ten thirty I was laying there and heard a noise and I was peeking out around the door and went back in eleven, eleven fifteen, I heard something else and I peeked out around the door and finally I'd about drifted off to sleep about midnight and uh, I heard something coming down the road and I thought, Oh my goodness, what is that? And it was a truck coming and I thought, Oh, who is this coming in here Monday night? And his Uncle Weber and he'd got worried about me. He was at home, and he got worried about me. He said, couldn't leave you by yourself, Bobber. I come back to camp with you. So he come back and camped that night because he was worried to death about me. He wasn't going to leave me down there by myself. I bet so, you had a
2: huge smile on you your back. you dang right <laughs> I did. I
1: was a smile <laughs> of relief. I was like, oh, I'm fine, Willie. Owen. really deep down inside. I was like, whoo, boy, I'm good mm-hmm. to see you because I was, I was scared. I mean, I'm – Spooky individual when it comes to being out at night. I don't know why I always have been. I ain't I don't mind walking around in the dark or walking to a deer stand or anything. But when I get ready to go to sleep and I'm laying there in that old cabin, stuff gets to warping against the walls, and you hear them rats fighting. It made for an interesting, uh, interesting time to try to sleep for sure. So,
0: what uh about you, Red? I don't put you on the spot, but if you have one that you want to share, uh, I don't know. I so many I can't put one. Can't put one new finger on one. That's me. I got a.
1: I got that aren't one Cedar one. Creek though. Y'all have some pretty y'all good kept camps. A lot down there.
2: Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all and Brandon. Y'all boys. didn't go.
1: No, didn't go this year. No. We well, all got that Johnson County schoolhouse now set up. They ain't got to go to Cedar Creek. Yeah. How far from Cedar Creek is it? From you, Iron, a little over Iron. Okay, so y'all won't be making that
2: drive, I guess. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> if you're
1: going to camp down there, you better.
2: Y'all didn't camp out of state, though, when you are younger, did you?
1: No. you mainly camped around here, didn't you? Yeah. That's me. I I never went out of state when I was growing up. I, mm. It was 2011 before I'd went to Kentucky. for. Hey, that's a good one. So we decided to go to Kentucky, and Uncle Wibber and Dad <laughs> said they was going to do a, uh, we would sleep in a grain bin up there, in a grain silo. Well, I thought, well, no, we'll set up a tent. So I got one of those Kentucky wall tents from the Civil War that Robbie Hawthorne had, and we put set that wall tent up. Well, I don't know if you've ever been to Kentucky in a windstorm, but along about midnight one night, the wind got to blow, and it's like the second or third night we was there, the wind blowed that tent down on top of us. Guess where we ended up sleeping the rest of the week? in that grain bin <laughs> we piled up inside it and it was great i mean it was dry out of the wind i mean it was 80 foot tall and we had a, a water floor in the bottom we laid that tent down and used it like a carpet in there and it worked out great as long as you wasn't wanting to stay warm if you stayed your sleep bag is good if you got up all the heat rose right through the top of it so but it stayed dry and warm i mean i was tickled to have that and that was, that was my first trip hunting out of state and i let a I let a great buck walk open in the morning. You know, of course, you go out of state first. time. You think, oh, I'm going to kill a giant. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We buried a four-wheeler in the middle of one of them fields out there nearly. It was all she could do, old quad runner, to put her in four-wheel differential low. <laughs> no, it wasn't 160. It was probably a 300 digging it out, and it was, it was almost bad. It was almost a bad time because it rained for four days
2: straight. So what else you got, Nick? Talk about best, it. Best Georgia deer, best mountable buck. Best mountable best buck mountable or first buck. mountable buck. Biggest I,
0: deer with a bow.
2: Talk about what you want to.
0: Talk about it.
1: I can tell you about that first minor buck I killed.
2: No. Better
1: on Big Ten, 2010. Won't never forget it. It was uh the Saturday after Thanksgiving, 2010. Huh? I remember that. I was a tickle joker, wasn't I, Jay? Hey, I was sitting on the power line. I I had it hunted all week. Uncle Weber, bless his heart, he had drugged me all over Hell and Creation trying to get me in on a deer. He wanted me to kill one. He took me to Shoal Creek. I had a good opportunity early in the week, couldn't get it done, couldn't get him in the scope, and I'd went to the power line and set that morning and it was so doggone windy. I'd pulled my jacket up over my head and I was sitting there and I was ain't gonna see no deer and a doe run out. And it's the first time I can ever remember seeing a doe a buck, a good buck chase a doe. And that doe ran out there in the middle of the power line, and uh, the buck ran out behind her. And I was so excited, I throwed up my shot. I didn't even, but I don't even remember putting scope on it. I just throwed up and boom, shot. And the deer stopped, and I thought, well, I missed. You ought to see me trying to load that second shell down the end of that barrel. <laughs> and it was a bolt action. I thought I was loading a muzzle loader. I was so excited. I was trying to get it reloaded. I got it reloaded and got on its shot, and it fell over there. And you thought I'd killed a world record when I killed that deer. And it was, and it, and it was to me at the time, it was probably a 90 inch eight pointer and I've got him mounted. I'm tickled to death to have him. That was my first, I I'd hunted a long time before I killed a mounter. I mean, I'd hunted from 2000 or let's see 12. I hunted from 1998. I killed my first deer to 2010 before I actually killed one to put on the wall. So
2: gotcha. I ain't ain't slowed down much since then, but I guess I was 16. I, I just had, um, yeah, I was sixteen because I was driving. I killed. Is
0: he uh, on the wall?
2: Let me, let me look through these platforms right there. Yeah, that one right there That was my first one. I killed it in Paulding County on the power line. Kind of same thing. It was actually a, <laughs> it was one of those big power lines, like double power line. It had the high line, the wood poles and the metal poles. Oh, no, it had two metals. Oh, okay. it was wide. <laughs> All right. And he was way down in this bottom. He came out. Make fun of me or not, when I first seen it, it was still a little dark. When I first looked down there, it was a long ways. I thought it was a rabbit. <laughs> 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 and it come out, come across, and then it started going back. And I realized, hey, that's a, that's a buck. And shot it, and my dad was on the – he was a couple hills over on the power line, and I decided to get down at that point after I seen him fall. And I went – I got down out of the stand, walked back in the woods behind me, and walked off the hill so Dad wouldn't see that I was out of the stand and get mad at me. Well, after back then, shot? Yeah, back – he didn't know it. He oh, hadn't even okay. got to his stand. It was that early. And uh, – because he had a little bit more of a walk on out the road from me. And so I walked down there and, and seen it, and then I come back up. But back then I, – I didn't have a cell phone then. I had We had the two-way radios. So I was trying to ping him and <laughs> kept hitting that alert. You know that alert? It kept – Yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah. yeah. He's probably like, what? Nor wrong with Nicholas. Yeah. Yeah, So, Nicholas, what's wrong with you? That was my first mountable
0: buck. My first actual mountable buck was actually, I didn't get mounted because at the time, I didn't have the money to get it mounted, just quite frankly. And if you listen to the previous episode, when we talked about where our first deer were, were killed. This is no lie. I was living below my mom and dad's house in that little uh, red house, Alex, you know, down there on the road. And I was back hunting in that same holler behind my mom and dad's. I had put up a double stand, and I was sitting there. And that place literally, as I got older, I kind of seen how tight it was. I can see my mom and dad's house. I can see my aunt and uncle's house. And now you can see the back of a subdivision. It's just a funnel. Yeah. And I was sitting there. I wasn't real optimistic that morning, and uh, I'll never forget it. I was sitting there in the wide open, and I just looked up to the right and through privet hedge, outstepped, at that time, a, a good buck, big buck, you know. And it just all happened. Once had a rifle, and uh, pulled up and shot him, and he dropped. And he was probably, I don't know if you're going on inches, he might have been a 100-inch eight-pointer. But I would have got him mounted, but like I said, at the time, I wasn't very old. I was, I was well, I was I was probably 19 or 20 when I yeah, killed that deer. Young kid at home? Just a young kid. Had Yeah, I had a young kid at home, um, you know, working like a dog to make ends meet. Didn't have a lot of extra spending money, so still got the horns, but uh, that was my first, what I would consider my mount, you know, that I wanted to mount, but uh, just didn't. You know, have a way at the time to do it, but uh, it was um that's a that's a memory for sure. That was actually the first deer that I remember bringing Caden out, and he's like a little bitty seeing it.
1: So well, and I know that I've I've been fortunate enough to uh, to take some very nice deer, but the 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 ones that I think back to most is you know I, my my biggest bow kill with a with a bow and arrow was in 2011, and Miles Phillips filmed me shooting that velvet. Uh, nine pointer and up in jasper and that was a, a very I, I remember it was opening day yeah and i remember 3 30 in the afternoon when i killed that deer and and it was unreal you know everybody's like ain't no way he didn't kill you know one and it was i mean it was opening day in 2011 and uh that was it was uh it was a big big deal for me i mean i that really I, I, my hat's off to miles because we we had put those cameras out and we had you know deer coming into a to a little food plot we had there and you know that morning he had hunted and and I didn't actually film I hunted on up the ridge and that afternoon he told me he said you're gonna hunt this afternoon I'm gonna film you and we just had gotten a stand at uh, 3.15 and, and these deer came running in and actually what happened we thought later on, uh, his brother was walking into a to a ridge, and he jumped those deer, and they ran down to where we were at. It was a bachelor group that we had saw, and there was a bigger buck with them, and I couldn't get on him. I picked the, I picked the biggest one I could see, and and shot it. And then, you know, miles Miles put me on that deer, and he actually filmed it. And what was so bad about it that we we had the excitement on camera, but in our excitement and early filming days he had rewound to right after the shot and he erased recorded over the excitement part Mm. the next part Mm. you see on the video is him um is him going into to to me tracking the deer and you know we found him that was with that old pse omen and that old that old slick trick put the put the number on him and and i've got that deer mounted in velvet and i don't know that i'll ever kill another one in velvet i ain't never seen another one you know so that was that was a big one to me and i've killed bigger but We've talked about it time and time again. That old mount of memories, you know, I could take
0: you back to everywhere where every one of those deer is was killed at. So, and and I'm gonna say this about the whole mount the memories thing. People think that's just a slogan. If you ever get the opportunity to grace the shack, you'll see what we're talking about by mounting the memories. Alex has got a wall full of pictures with all of his buddies, family, all the good times from the years past that. He's got way more pictures than he's got mounts. So. Yeah, it ain't
1: it ain't necessarily deer deer no. that that's on there either. It's pictures of oh, it's everything uh, from back in the heydays when we was over at uh, over at Jay's uh, <laughs> house singing karaoke. Nick was playing a broom and I was uh, or I was playing the broom and Nick <laughs> yeah, was uh singing into a into a mop handle or a flashlight. What slot. song we were
2: singing? Harry on my way with son. I'm sure it
1: was ACDC or something. <laughs> there wasn't a doubt in my mind. We had a lot of fun. And, and, you know, that's, we talk about mounting the memories and, and, and talk about, you know, taking pictures. And everybody's always got mad at me for years for taking the pictures. I'd always be like, let's take a picture. Let's, let's do this. Let's do that. Up. You know, you get sick of it, well, but now I'd you look right back look on the, these
0: pictures, and and you, cool. And I heard you say a while ago, it's cool that you have these pictures, because yeah. I don't have none, and that's... I mean, I've got some, but, yeah, but you know, I never
2: took...
1: Well, we always took pictures many. at the house, and I've got pictures on my computer from, from back in the, the mid-2000s, when we was all hanging out over at the, the first little house I lived in, just pictures of trucks and dogs and... You know, just random pictures when we all got together. And and I enjoy looking back at those pictures. And I've got pictures from camp that I need to go back through and and look at. Yeah, oh, yeah. I don't know if I've got any of of us down there, but I've got pictures from when – Uncle Wilburn and and Doug Harmon like, I'd love and, to
0: see them. I mean,
1: well, I've got pictures from them back when. You know, Uncle was the same way about taking pictures. He's got some from back in the in the eighties and early nineties, and I'm gonna get them. He he ain't gonna like it, but I'm gonna get them <laughs> of him and Max and Larry Dupree and and all of them when they were in and Doug when they were in South Georgia. And I'll tell you what. I'd hated to run up on that bunch in the woods because they was a rough-looking crew. I mean, and they, they didn't make no bones about it. They was they was stone-cold killers. <laughs> they laid some meat down back then. So, And and I think that plays into what, you know, we're looking at these pictures here. Hopefully in 20, 30 years, if we're fortunate and blessed enough to be still maybe talking on a podcast or, or just talking in general, we can look back at those pictures and we can enjoy it. So what else you got?
2: it depends on how long you want to go <laughs> hey man several it's, questions it's
0: campfire talks you yeah. talked you talked about um you just happened to mention it made me think of it you talked about you and miles um running those cameras and stuff and really kind of he he was able to put you in on there <laughs> your looking behind me um <laughs> what what i mean do you remember what kind of cameras, or what what do you like to run now? What's your favorite so type? back
1: then, I mean, we were running most likely the uh, the truth cams. Um, those were the ones that I ran more than anything else, the uh, Primo's truth cams. The mm-hmm. 35, and then I had the blackouts. Those were ones Miles and I both ran. And we had some cutty backs. They just didn't work well for us at the time. Um, but during that time, it was straight-up Primo's truth cams. I mean, I, I had a 35, and I had the 64, which was the – the, the infrared sensor oh, yeah. that was the count and then you had the blackout that didn't have any on it. it had a band on it the front of it that actually blacked everything out but those were the cameras that we ran more than anything else um, we had some moultries and and i had some bushnells way back when that were 35 millimeter mm-hmm. mike morris the chow chow king <laughs> he made a uh, he made a, a or he gave me a camera that was uh, that 35 millimeter film and i remember getting a few of those developed, you actually snapped a camera into it. It used um seventy one uh, D cell batteries and it weighed nineteen <laughs> pounds. You had to get it on the tree with a uh double alt ratchet strap off of a semi and <laughs> take to hang it on the tree. So those are the ones I used back then. But since then is the the camera game has evolved and you actually got me into the cellular game. We ran some coverts for a while and now the truth cam coming out uh the, excuse me the Tacticam cam uh reveal has mm-hmm. came out it's a hundred dollar camera it's something that you and i both have used very much we like the spy points they were a little bit finicky from time to right. time but from what i can find running the three uh tactic cams that i've ran this year and you ran the one um for it, the
0: for the money you can't you can't beat them in my opinion i don't I mean they
1: sold out 75,000 cameras in three months I mean mm-hmm. they were they were sold out of them and I think that had a lot to do with some of the issues we were having but hats off to Tacticam for putting out a great product at an affordable price I mean mm. they were they were good camera they're good cameras and I'm getting ready to su- suspend mine for the year and, and store them yep. up and take the batteries out of them. I, that's a big thing taking oh, yeah. batteries out because it'll eat the eat the wires off of them, and they won't work anymore. But that's, to me, one of the best ones. But as far as just a straight-up camera goes, go down to Walmart and buy you one of the Tascos. I mean, I've got a dozen between – well, let me take that back. Between me, Jason Jordan, and Jeremy Webb, when we were hunting on Corland together, we had at least a dozen of those cameras out. And for the most part, never had any issues with them. Their $30 uh-huh. camera, you spend – I would suggest spending a little bit more on the SD card because what I find, if you used a cheap SD card in them, they didn't work right. The formatting wouldn't work right, mm-hmm. and you'd lose a lot of pictures. But I actually had one up last season. It lasted all the way into June. It wasn't on anything but a field edge, but it caught pictures all the way up to June. We were cutting hay. That's when I took the camera out, and I was still getting pictures
0: on it. I'm telling you, cellular cams will ruin you. And I, I sometimes miss that, going and pulling a card. And not knowing, you know, it gives instead you a you reason just, to go to the woods.
2: Yeah, instead
0: of just laying in bed, you're like, oh, That's another doe there. Too easy. Yeah, it is. It does, but it, I mean, it helped. It's
1: when you're hunting out of state, that's the yeah, best That's what me and Red talked mean.
2: about the other day. Yeah. You think they'll ever make them legal? illegal?
1: Well, you know, Boone and, yeah, Boone and Crockett and Pope and Young, if you're using a cellular camera when you harvest that game, you can't register it in the book. Mm. It's considered an unfair advantage. That. It's considered an unfair advantage. They voted on it last year that using a cellular camera during the pursuit of a deer, if you harvest one they will not recognize it in their book. So if you kill one and you're using a cellular camera um, and you're honest about it, of course, they they won't
0: recognize it in, in you know, the book. To, to touch on that subject too, Pope and Young, I think in 2014 this don't have anything to do with cameras, but 2014, don't quote me on that, they made it they finally allowed it to wear lighted knocks. If you were using lighted knocks before then and killed a deer with a bow, was, you, you couldn't go in the Pope and Young Book. Well, they still got it. If
1: you got a bow that's got above a 75% right. let off, you're not
0: supposed
2: to get it. I thought it. it was 85. They may have matched 85. Yeah, but 85. I, just, I
0: read that article that not long ago. I can't remember the year, but I thought that was interesting because I, I was like, oh, what does that play into anything? That's mm-hmm. helping you. What's using a mechanical advantage?
1: Yeah, and that's you know yeah. but not to delve off too far into that yeah. that's just no yeah, main, yeah just that's that. I just if, thought you, that. if you're if you're looking for an affordable trail camera go down to walmart yeah. pick you up a tasco eight
2: megapixel they're I 30 bucks enough cameras to to give an opinion on that one so
1: well i've i've used everyone that you could possibly buy out there and for the money the tactic cams hands down the best camera i've used they got the best signal the best battery life i ran one this this past year um, got about 2,200 pictures on one run of batteries.
2: So. I got a question for you. Okay. Who are you going to start with? I, I, it's an easy question. Me, go ahead. Easy question. Biggest Spudge buck. Rounds. Oh, sorry. <laughs> biggest buck you've ever seen in Georgia while hunting or heard about from a family member or relative? Mm-hmm. <sighs> heard of a lot. And, yeah, yeah exactly yeah whether yeah. they are true or not yeah, yeah. heard a lot <clears throat>
1: um probably the biggest buck that that i ever saw hunting in in the state of georgia was in clay county um down on mr joe's place we were i went down for a weekend to hunt with him and, and was actually extended the opportunity i was going over to uh jones county to hunt with uncle weber on monday i was going to meet him there And it was so dry in Jones County that the dust was just unreal. And Uncle Wiburn decided to go home. Um, His breathing issues, he just couldn't stay down there. So he went home, told Mr. Joe, I said, I'm going to go back home. He said, why don't you stay and hunt with me for a couple more days? He said, you'd already planned on it. And I said, okay. So Mr. Joe and I both were hunting a a buck that he called Stickers. Um, And Stickers was a mainframe eight. He had stickers off his twos on both sides, matching stickers off each side. And it was a buck that I really wanted to, you know, to see one of us get while I was there. Um, didn't, uh, Mr. Joe actually harvested that deer in December later on that year, but uh-huh. I was sitting on a, on a ridgetop um, overlooking a a planted food plot or a cutover field. Um, there was a cabin off to my right and you can actually sit in that stand and see the dam of lake you fall off in the distance. It's a beautiful place. I mean, probably one of the most beautiful places I've ever sat and watched a sunrise or set, but I was sitting there, and you can see farther than you can shoot. I mean, you—I can't shoot five, six hundred yards. I just there ain't no way. I mean, I know I can't. So, but I watched a deer walk out of the timber um, on the far side of that, and I had deer in front of me, and had some nice bucks. And Mister Joe's one that he wants to take mature deer. I mean, in that area, he wants you only to kill a mature deer. And I had some nice bucks there. Had an awesome ten pointer that he had told me. He's on the do not shoot list. He was a three and a half year old. They wound up killing him the next year. He went from probably a 140 inch deer up to a 170. So, I mean, the, the year difference, he blew up and I'm glad he waited because he actually got to harvest him. But I watched this deer walk out of the timber and and I don't know how big the deer was inches wise, but it's the biggest buck I've, I've ever seen bar none in the state of georgia and he would probably give a run for any deer in any state that i've ever seen um he was he was a monster 12 pointer and i could see him in binoculars but i I, it was too far to shoot i mean he was probably pushing 500 yards away and he pumped bumped a door and i actually thought the deer was gonna come close he bumped her into a holler and i never seen him again i mean i got to watch him for three or four minutes and he was gone but that's that's the biggest deer that i've ever saw and that was it was a long way off and a long way down nothing, south. Nothing
2: close here. Nah, that you can think of off the top of your head. Just
1: the biggest that the deer I was hunting that my cousin Matthew killed. Um, deer I called Captain Crook. Um, mm-hmm. I let him walk the year before. Um, he had every tine on his left hand side broke off, and he had a crooked two at the top. He broke it during velvet, and he broke every tine on that side off. I don't know if he got hit by a car, fight, whatever it may have been. But the next year, the deer was standing in my food plot at nine thirty in the morning on opening day where I would have been hunting but I was actually in class at getting my low voltage license and I so I didn't I wasn't in the stand that morning I checked my camera and that's the only time the only daylight picture I ever had of the deer was in full velvet mm. and Matthew killed him in November that year and and he was he was the biggest deer I'd ever saw in this area um he was he he wound up being a um a, a almost 150 inch deer in cherokee county that hunting wise that was the biggest one i had saw so
2: wow how about you um biggest i've ever seen in the woods i probably in uh, georgia i probably killed which i think it's that one over there that's the far one but um i seen a big one i think when i was a kid it ran across the road we were actually looking for a deer that i think of i actually think anthony hill had shot it down at that club and and I was standing and my dad's like, just stay up here on the road, you know, in case it comes across. And I was up there peeling around and it came running across. And uh but saying back then I don't know compared to what right. I've seen now. But um I didn't personally see it, but I had probably the one of the biggest deers I've ever seen on trail camera uh, here at my house. <laughs> mm. I don't know what happened to it. He's gone. I haven't heard of anybody killing it around here. Yes, yeah, I've as- seen pictures of it as far as I mean, the trail camera picture yeah, goes I mean, I mean far i mean as far as the trail camera picture that was probably one of the biggest years i've ever and that's that i've seen
1: that's the biggest buck i've ever seen on trail camera in our area yep. hands down bar none I've, I've never seen one bigger i mean when
2: i when you say giant i mean yeah. if somebody got him around here i think we would have heard about it so I, I haven't got him back this year
0: Cody. Uh, yeah i think the So, you see a lot of friends' trail camera pictures, and I've seen some giants from Georgia around here as well. But the biggest deer I've ever seen on hoof in Georgia was actually, um, I was hunting at my house. I was probably 23, 24, and I grew up on the river Um, down there. We got got some land down there on the river. Down by the river. Down by the river. And I was actually hunting – I was just kind of just walking that morning, still walking. And I was coming across the top of this hardwood ridge, and you can see up and down the river for probably a quarter mile from that area. And I got to the edge of the river, and I heard something. Now, this was after – this was like the beginning of December, like last of November, early December. And I heard something running, and I look across the river – and coming up the riverbank was a doe. And, well, of course, I'm just standing there watching. And she runs about 100 yards and then jumps back up into the woods off the bank. Well, behind her was a deer. And I think it was the good Lord testing my will that morning because it was across the river. And I wanted to shoot it so bad. It was the biggest deer I'd ever seen on hoof in Georgia, probably still to this day in Georgia. And inches wide, I don't know. It was probably 140-inch deer. Really? I mean, it was a he was a big 10-pointer. And he ran out there and directly across from me, you know, it was probably 80, 90 yards from where I was standing to where he was. And he stopped, and it was like he knew I was there. He stopped and turned for like a second, looked at me, and then went right back up. And, and I was standing there just – rifle in hand just shaking and that's probably that is the biggest deer i've ever seen on hoof in uh in georgia you know i've seen a bunch of you heard of any
2: big ones other yeah
0: yeah we've seen some we've seen some giants i say giants big deer over there by the house my whole life and still um but the way the land lays over there and they've got a pretty big refuge over there that they stay on and uh (laughs) it's uh to say the least. To say
2: the least. So well, that's good. I got one more topic. I think mm-hmm. we can close this thing out. I think it's been pretty good. Um, so going back to camping stories, anything like that. Um, like I said, I think my favorite. Uh, this so the topic would be favorite meal choice or what was what was the desired Saturday night special at deer camp. Like I said, my dad always done the deer ham, and dad no no matter what it didn't matter if it was. 70 something degrees outside or if it was 20 degrees like i said i hate to get up in the morning but man dad would always get up when we're camping and cook breakfast for us no matter what so um i I just just real quick did y'all y'all think of something that y'all y'all eat at deer camp or
0: well going back all those years of camping up there on the national forest my dad's the same way didn't matter how cold it was (laughs) it didn't matter if it was snowing he was in that cook shed. Him and Mike Ritchie, and they was cooking breakfast. Yeah, and I'd stumble around, and get up, and my dad always cooked. We call them camp biscuits, and they're nothing more than canned biscuits. That you pop open, but they cooking a skillet on yeah. the top of the stove, and just squirt the parquet butter to them, and just flip them and keep them flipped. And we call them canned, or we call them camp biscuits. Yeah, and now still to this day. We cook them at home. My son's like, "Hey, cook some camp biscuits tonight." You know, we'll eat it for supper or whatever. So, that was always my the the meals were always the best. But so my drywall mud gravy when he <laughs> fixes it at home. <laughs> Dude, you got to try some of that gravy. will beat your brains out trying to get more of that. <laughs> I'm telling you, I
2: we'll have to take a blood thinner. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I guarantee you. So that that was mine. I don't know. Alex and them never cooked. They never cooked at camp, so he probably don't have any. So.
1: Jay, what about you? You got any meals that kick off in your mind?
0: Y'all didn't eat at camp? Hot <laughs> dogs? Nope. <laughs> Spam.
1: No? Uh, no no meals you that stick out in your mind?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I ain't want to talk on this. I'm just listening.
1: <laughs> Fair enough. Uh mine mine's the old roast in the ground, hands down. Yeah. Yeah. We yeah. we cooked enough of those over the years. That was that was my favorite meal St- still is i mean if i go i went down to uh to cody davis's hunting club with joey and joey called it a gourmet He'd always every time i see him you ready to go to south jordan and fix one of them gourmets Cause it was just easy i mean you put the deer meat in there and put it in the ground and you know you cook it for for six seven hours with a piece of tin over the top of it in the ground and that was mm. i fixed goatee and one, them, one of them up there in, in the mountains
2: describe that a little bit more because people that don't understand
1: <laughs> so you take an aluminum pan you take you two pounds of deer meat and put it in there you cut you up some smoked sausage bell pepper onion take some potatoes and cube them up put it in there and you take a beef stew mix pack and sprinkle over the top of it You take a big glob of butter and put on there some salt and pepper put in one to two cups of water depending on how much your vegetables is going to sweat when you wrap it in aluminum foil you dig a three foot hole it's usually two by three uh, big enough to get that aluminum pan in you take and build you a, a fire in the bottom of it with charcoal yep. you get your coals glowing red and you set your two bricks down and you set your little grate we had old grill grate that we'd salvaged off of something and put down on top of it and keep it up off the fire and you wrapped it in aluminum foil pretty tight and you set it down in there and Cover it with a piece of tin, leave you a little crack on the end so it'll smoke out. And three or four hours, you start smelling that
2: rascal mm-hmm. going up. Dad, them used to do that too. I remember when I was a kid, I, we're gonna cook a deer in the ground. I'm like, <laughs> throw it on the ground, you know? So,
1: <laughs> yeah, I love I love that meal as as good as any. And of course, the cubed deer meat that that we always cook at camp. I mean, that was that and steak. Now I'd, I'd throw a steak away and eat that cubed deer meat. Take take you some cubed deer meat. Uh, marinate it in some soy sauce and garlic powder and uh you take and cook it as it's cooking on grill put butter on it and keep it moist take it off and i i don't care what anybody says i'll argue with anybody that that's the best deer meter is I, i love it that's my favorite so I like to eat it better than any. Just kind of in a few months, eating.
2: everybody will be coming out with Alex DeBoer's cookbook. <laughs>
1: we're gonna start a cooking video series. <laughs> talk about it outdoors, y'all. Y'all get to kick off the. We're gonna start it off very soon with the burritos. So, what? <clears throat> you didn't have no breakfast. Yeah, I mean, if we ate breakfast, it wasn't before we went to the woods. It really? It was when we got back. Well, wow, see, so yeah. this big boy right here had to eat before he went. Yeah, we, all, well, we was. I ain't going to go into why we didn't eat before, we, before <laughs> we went to the woods, but it was always come back to camp, and, and Uncle Weber, and he'd fix biscuits. And, and I don't know about them camp biscuits. That's the first time I'd ever had them, and they was good. But Willie, he'd have his, his bread bowl out there, and he'd cook us up a, a batch of homemade biscuits every time. I mean, and Any squirrel that's squirrel brain? No, we eat them in Tennessee when we go up there if you <laughs> shoot, shoot a squirrel in the head. Willio take a spoon, crack them, and <laughs> dig them out and
2: eat them squirrel brains. Willio could have all them brains That's in what morning. everybody <laughs> always
1: said. Randy, uh, Chase Brunson's uh, daddy-in-law, him and Randy had sat there and eat squirrel brains. They'd fought over the last one. Golly. They loved them. And it's squirrel.
0: Hot. How do you cook them?
1: same way you do you you regular squirrel put it in a crock pot for, for three or four hours and let it get soft and then you just take and batter it and flour and fry it and then just just like you would i hey, thought willie
2: was just sucking them out though he will suck them out cool. cracks, them with, cracks them with a no. spoon
1: though he said he likes that cheek raw. meat the best that this little raw? cheek meat around her no not raw There is bold yeah when yeah. it's well you put it in a crock pot and then what you do, you take that milk, uh, you milk for your gravy, and you take that broth that you've cooked it in the crop hole with and mix that with your milk. That's the best gravy there's ever been. And you've eaten it. Oh, no, you didn't get to eat it, did you? You didn't eat no squirrel over there. So it was always my favorite meal. Squirrel squirrel breakfast, nah, that's my favorite. Squirrel gravy, oh, Lord. And it gets a gray color to it if you use gray squirrels. It gets a red tint to it if you use a fox squirrel. So. We better let
2: Jeff keep making that. We don't get Watson on it. No, that gravy would be so thick dang. you could hang. Have see, y'all
0: ate some of my gravy? Oh no, you hadn't had uh, you? Oh y'all just popping off over there.
1: Well, we tried to eat it, but we'd, we'd we didn't. We not need a shovel. Pour a patio, or pour it out. <laughs> didn't know if it was grouting grouting dang tile in the bathroom or, or pouring it out. So he gets tired. I don't fade on no mine too. Well, no, we been got a- some we got
2: some rabbit hunting coming up, and uh, we about to kick some rabbit season off yeah
1: squirrel dogs is getting fired up dad's ready to turn them loose right here at her first year we're gonna we're gonna definitely get into uh to get into rolling into to squirrel hunting we got some trips lined up i know dad will be going to south Georgia. and i'm gonna get his his tail on here and get him talk about them squirrel dogs give us a little we we'll got some rabbit it.
2: hunters on here i know uh do you know any well i mean uh rabbit hunter did i say rabbit or squirrel you you said rabbit rabbit i know yeah i know some rabbit hunters <laughs> yeah we'll do our annual uh it'll be the third annual rabbit breakfast this year so be kicking that off at the end of season.
1: Well, you need to power boil them things or something beforehand, so they ain't so tough. <laughs> yeah, they was good last year. They were good they last year. The pine knot.
2: You must have got the bad
0: ones.
1: You must have gave them to me.
0: He whiny sometimes about leaving me off the table. The gravy was good though, wasn't it?
1: The gravy and biscuits was good. <laughs> Never been. <laughs> that was good. delicious.
0: <laughs> you gonna? Can I come
2: over and help cook the gravy? Uh, no, you, can you can come, come over. Come over. <laughs> I'll tell you what we'll do. We'll have that rabbit breakfast, and we'll have a podcast session. Yeah, that'd be fun. 15 mm-hmm. people down here. Maybe we get
1: Mike on here. <laughs> we we'll had to get it. we we'll had to get it edited and going on before that takes place.
2: 15 people over here telling us how we're doing it wrong. <laughs> Ain't that the truth? Exactly Ain't the exactly truth? Be. <laughs> the right way to do things.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, everybody's got their opinion on how to do things, and there's always going to be an argument. I don't care if you cook and gravy, hunting deer, or uh, anything else you want to do. So, um, with that being said, we're going gonna to kick it off and, and uh, call this campfire session to a close and kick the coals out and uh, stomp out the fire. Go get ourselves a nap. But we appreciate everybody tuning in. Red, it was good to have you with us here. Thank you. We appreciate you contributing uh, as much as you did. Just being here, old buddy, means a lot. So we, we appreciate you sitting in here with us. We've had a lot of fun over the years, and I, I definitely expect we'll have a, have a few more tales on down the road. So, so. before we go, we're going to close this session out with a little picking and a grinning by uh, our own Cody Watson. We're going to let a little riff of his, uh, his come on board and play. And uh, so with that being said, as always, keep smiling. Don't forget to mount the memories. Hope everybody has a good night.